0: This is Off The Break Podcast, presented by Silver Screen Insider.
1: And we're back with Off The Break Podcast. I'm Cody. With me are Kyle and Eric.
0: As always. Hello. As always. Hello.
1: My team is here, and we are so prepared today.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I say we're pretty on top of it as of now.
1: We're. We printed some materials. We have our notes. We have our notes. We're good.
0: (laughs) It's all in here. In, in the brain. In the brain. That's noggin. where he is pointing. My big brain. <laughs>
1: yeah. So um, we saw some films this last week that we got to talk about. Uh, Lighthouse. One good one
2: and one...
0: One, yeah. one other one. And Terminator. <laughs> and Terminator. And Terminator. You can guess
1: which one was which in that.
0: Yeah. Um, which one are we talking about between the good one and Terminator? Yeah. <laughs> It's a uh, mystery.
1: Yeah. we got some trailers, and we want to put our two cents in on that Scorsese essay.
0: Can, but this can this can is this like finally his... be the final Scorsese talk. <laughs> Scorsese I'm will never back down. This is like him no. qu- quintupling down. At least he's doing that. Like I'm proud of him for that. He I love is it. Dying on. Yeah. Apparently, oh, because he I'll... wrote to the New York Times about what he's been trying to say these I'll last. I'll die two right weeks. there beside him. I yeah. just, I was telling Eric this earlier. I imagined that he was writing this angrily. Th- oh yeah, because yeah. thinking like he actually has to write an essay explaining saying, oh, his viewpoint on Marvel stupid movies. Stupid people is just this- still aren't understanding what I'm trying <laughs> to say. i will just write a freaking do think, essay. Do you think that, given
1: his age, he was just using his pointer fingers oh, I and I punching the keyboard? It. Oh yeah, of course. And he's probably like
2: pacing back and forth, like. This, like, thick New York accent, like, yeah. having somebody
0: else type it up for him, like,
1: smoking a cigarette, <laughs> yeah. having his drink, being like, Argh! I see him more as <laughs> a
0: cigar man than a cigarette man. I can see that, yeah. So, anyway, we'll talk about that article they wrote about in the New York mm-hmm. Times. It I was a pretty, pretty smoke good one. Pipe.
1: Good, bad, there's we'll, some, throw, our, we have our we'll throw our thoughts on it
0: and then we'll rate it out of 10.
1: Bonfire, we're adding to it.
0: <laughs> Watch out, Scorsese.
1: Cool. So, I guess
2: let's just jump into it. Yeah. Let's start with Terminator,
0: which oh. I haven't
2: seen, but Kyle, Kyle uh, took one for the team. He did. You're welcome.
1: <laughs> which is unfortunate because even I was kind of excited given the promotions for this, the idea of the half-humid. Yeah. I was kind of going back and hybrid. forth for a while
2: when it was first announced. I was like, this isn't going to work. They right. keep saying, you know, this Linda Sarah Connor's back. That's the key, and I just wasn't buying it. But then the second trailer, was like,
1: yeah, it's kind of cool. And then then it came out,
2: and then I heard about kind of some of the stuff that happens. Yeah. And now I just don't really want to see it.
0: Nope. So what happens, Kyle? Kyle, Um, how is it? Like you guys, I was slightly optimistic. Um, We've been burned a lot of times with this franchise, but there were signs that made it feel like this could be the one. Um, After watching it, I feel like it was not the one, (laughs) but it just proves a point that this franchise is dead, and we need to just let it be dead. For it is so dead much oh longer than we've already been. Do you think keeping dead?
1: They're trying to keep it alive because Arnold Schwarzenegger is still alive. And they're like, "Look, we can get the original guy back
0: <laughs> for the third time,
1: the fourth or fifth time. I don't
0: know, but <laughs> I, I think the they just I think about It's a property it. that they want money for. As, that's <laughs> the first
2: movie, the first one is in like my top ten. I love it to death. The second one is an amazing. It's like the perfect action movie but this might be like the worst overall franchise to me. Like just where it started and what it became. You know, it's like kind of funny to kind of crap on the X-Men movies because a lot of those are pretty poor and there's a lot of them. But this, you know, there's six of these things and two of them are good and I don't know. It's just from where it was and what it is now. It makes me really, really sad.
0: Yeah, um, if you're like Eric and you're about to go see terminator dark fade i suggest just to stick with the first two and don't worry (laughs) about dark fade because the five minutes alone without giving anything away or maybe you've already heard i don't know but i feel like the majority of terminator fans will be like "Oh, oh we're just we're just gonna Forget everything before. Oh. We're just doing that. Okay. okay. We're, gonna... we're just
1: going to kill John Connor. Well, I <laughs> we're gonna was. to kill him in the first five yeah. minutes. As
0: All right. Literally in the first five minutes. All right. Now we're in spoilers. Here As we go. a
1: child. It's probably, yeah, because is it, it's. 14 like, year old John Connor. They use, like, digital
2: dead. technology. Don't they just recreate Eddie Furlong from. God, I like, was what it looks it like in the that so second lightly,
0: And then Cody just no. came stumbling Nobody in. Cares. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> cares. Nobody cares. They killed him. Like a drug man. stumbling cares. Nobody cares um anyway we're so yeah that happens in the first five minutes and it's fine like if you are saying like forget what the past it isn't what it used to be is it a popcorn dropping moment no well it'll be a popcorn (laughs) dropping moment for fans of the first two terminators because they'll be angry because it they'll be like it come will- on but at least yeah. they do it for a good reason right there's no there's no good reason <laughs> because we still end up with the same plots as the first two movies it's the exact same thing it's just cutting and pasting elements of the first two movies and they threw it into this new movie at least it's not i haven't seen like any of the crappy terminator movies at all cuz they are just so bad sounding that I don't want to watch them at all and like ruin what I know of the first two movies but well, i would that's okay, say that cause
2: this is supposedly the the third one.
0: <laughs> it, it's supposedly, like, the best one since Terminator 2, and yeah, but that's not saying much. And and after seeing this movie, it definitely is the case that it's not saying much. It's definitely steps above what has happened in the past with these newer entries, but it's nowhere near the first two movies, and it just makes me realize that it should be time to put it to rest. Like, however long... Well, hopefully longer than how they've been doing the past couple of years, but put it to rest for a good long while. Because, well, I mean, I, I just think it, there's just no outmatching the first well, two. and There's no way like their, to continue this story. You know,
2: Hail Mary. Let's make a let's let's okay. Let's take a step back, really focus, pool our resources, bring James Cameron back, and make a really good one, and that'll revive this franchise but that didn't really happen and the movie didn't really do all that great. Would it
1: have done better if the Danny character was going to be John Connor's future wife or something like connected, like his lieutenant that I don't
0: know. I mean, I don't think that matters at all. I honestly think like a a large chunk of why it wasn't good is because well, it's not, it's not successful right now because people have been burned too many times, but I don't think it matters like how you make these characters be different the what what will make it better is just making the overall story new or exciting or different or, but it never feels like any of those things here we're not yeah, killing all really,
2: kids as much as i've read about this movie and heard from kyle um it really does seem like it's i don't know it just kind of wipes the sl- the first the first two movies like just away like that never happens so that they can it's like a sequel but it's kind of like a reboot so uh-huh. that they can have this new you know special person I don't know. Well, I mean, that's kind of what happens, right? You get rid of yeah, John Connor, and then Skynet apparently is never happens. But this new thing, Legion, comes about, and, and it's, it's exactly it's Skynet. Skynet yeah. And it does the exact same thing that Skynet does.
0: Yeah, I I understand wiping the slate clean with the past three movies. That's fine. That makes sense. But they really just – it really does feel like as though it's, wipe, it's just taking stuff from the first two Terminators, trying to have people forget about it, and that just being a starting point when –
2: well narratively that's, it kind of that's
0: not what it that's not what should happen. Like you should yeah. continue it just off of those first two that were great and then try to start something brand new that way while still staying true to the original two. Okay, it like, retroactively just
2: the makes the first two movies just really long pit stops or kind of just like detours. Because makes... like everything that happens in those first two movies doesn't really matter. It feels like a slap to the face, really. And I don't know. I'm not like a diehard Terminator franchise fan, nor am I. But but I, I, I still like I understand said,
0: how important those two movies are. I don't know. It was just that that was just seems like a baffling choice to me. Like I think they were supposed to be like it's a risky choice, but one with yeah. lots of payoff, and it's like there's no payoff.
1: Do you think that that they were thinking it was a risky choice? Cause oh, absolutely. To me it, oh, yeah. I think to it's, me it sounds like they, like they went a safe route. They're like, okay, we want to remake the first one. We don't want to get too creative here, so we're just going to st- well, use the same Tim beats. Tim Miller
2: had an interview about why he, they decided to kill John Connor. Yeah. And he's talking about how basically what his argument boiled down to was um, John Connor wouldn't have anything to do you know, well, in the movie, so they just had to kill him off
0: that's not true at Tim all Miller like, Tim, well, Tim like well Tim Miller's so, a so what what yeah. kind
2: of a person would John Connor be after he saves Skynet he's probably like some middle aged white collar office worker He doesn't really have anything else going on he already did his great thing and no, now that he's would just be funny now he's just fading now he's just getting old so why not just like kill him I think like, that would be what? hilarious. <laughs> That's so
0: ridiculous. What,
1: what does that argument. say about like normal people? That we just kill the normal people yeah. off.
2: <laughs> I mean it's like you don't think maybe John Connor, after he, you know, saved Skynet, you don't think that he would maybe go around to helping other people in a different way, or, or maybe like,
1: yeah, go into the military, yeah, some kind of become, Peace Corps
2: type thing. I don't know, yeah. but that John Connor's obviously, you know, he has the heart of a hero. He's kind of a, you know, let's
1: be honest, the way he was raised and the trauma he had, yeah. he'd be like a militarized hermit in the woods, be like nothing's <laughs> getting to me. I'm off grid. I live in a I, shipping container buried in underground. They would Halloween it. I don't like <laughs> yeah. being. I don't like being super yeah. super
2: cynical, but. I do kind of feel like Dark Fate just wanted to reboot the franchise with a new character for some reason. And they just didn't care to k- kill John Connor. Because in their mind, this was going to be the start of a new trilogy. They wanted this new girl. What's her name? Danny? Yeah. yeah to be like sure. the new chosen one. And, you know, they wanted to use the same story in beats of Terminator 2. But they wanted new people.
1: Right. So, and really, and, and just, I don't know
2: why they th- thought they needed new people. Like.
1: I feel like they wanted diversity and they wanted to put more that's ladies kind of, in that's it. Kind of, I,
2: hate, I usually I hate, hate arguments that. like that because, yeah. you know, it's such a low-hanging fruit argument that so many toxic fan bases make.
1: But I feel like that in but this kinda,
2: case, it's I legitimate. I kind of feel like that's what's going on here. Uh,
0: it probably was the point they were trying to make. It was fine with me. Like, I did not I was all for it. Like, I didn't mind having these characters be brought in, it's just the story was cut and paste. Well yeah, it's it's just how made the same move how obnoxious and out of nowhere and kind of,
2: you know, bad the John Connor twist is. It's like I don't have any. I love Mackenzie Davis. We've talked. It we've praised like her she was on this bright, podcast. Yeah, she was
0: the bright spot on this um, yes movie. Same with Linda Hamilton. You know, I, I,
2: I have no problem with them doing the whole safe
0: Force Awakens, passing right. of the torch" type thing. If you do it, but well, like where you pay tribute to what was done before, but at the same time making it feel as fresh and new as possible. Yeah. Whereas with Dark Fate, neither of that happens. It doesn't feel fresh and new, and you're not paying tribute to the first two. Be like like I said Force earlier, a... you slapped us in the face. It'd be like a for Force Awakens, like when
2: Force Awakens starts, and like in the first five minutes, like Luke gets shot by like a stormtrooper or something. You know, wait, yeah. sorry, say that again. That that would be, that, that would be would... like that would be like that like what imagine if force awakens luke got shot by a like in the first five minutes yeah in the first five minutes he doesn't do anything but all of a sudden all of his stuff you know you know what i'm saying yeah it's kind of hard to describe
0: i mean there's the argument to be made with han solo but i'd argue that there was still but Solo had a purpose you know yeah there was purpose he was he
2: was the mentor to the new characters why couldn't you have John Connor like kind of be the mentor to this new girl? And then maybe he still dies, but he still had a purpose because maybe originally we thought he was the hero. Right. And and in some ways he is. He actually gave
1: a piece of information to the
2: girl.
0: Give him something to do. But if you just kill him off, uh, you know, I don't care what they do with the John Connor character, just make the story good. And they yeah. It. And that's just, that's just plain and the simple. The John
2: Connor decision makes the story bad to me, yeah. yeah and again, I feel like such a hypocrite because I haven't seen it, but I I really just don't think I need to. Oh, no, I
1: you know, kind of like, guessed what happened. In I, I, we I love like telling
0: people to go <laughs> see movies it. regardless, um, just to support not to just support theaters, but because it's a great experience. But I Personally, honestly, think like just stick with one and two and don't bother. It just seemed like such a lazy, like artificial
2: jaw dropping moment, big twist, mm-hmm. you know, the big hook. But I feel like they had no real purpose behind that choice. It wasn't a motivated choice. Well,
1: you can't kill. Anybody that is a teenager or below in the first 20 <laughs> minutes of a movie, or the movie's going to bomb. I swear to gosh, that's what happens. Well, just I
0: think Cody's it, rule for life. It's my been, rule for life. I think it's bombing for other reasons than that, but...
1: It is it's interesting. I wonder, indicative
2: of I, I a bomb. Did, I don't think there's any specific reasons why it's bombing. I think it's just, you know, this is what's been happening and with movies it in 2019. A, like,
1: what, $30 million. It didn't really bomb. It no. just We only consider... Well, that's not the
0: money they want to see. No. no.
1: But, see, that's not... The pro- they made a movie that was a thirty million dollar opening movie they spent overspent on it and that's yeah, nobody because in from their the mind yeah, this Terminator
2: true. this is the Terminator yeah. comeback people have been waiting for this we need to st- they haven't been burned four times in a row yeah. they, you know they're they're just as <laughs> excited for this one as it, they would be.
1: And they spent $100 million to market and yeah. over $100 million to make it. And that was the it's movie that It's the same thing gonna that's gonna happened that so money. many times this
2: year with these yeah. big movies. You know, they might they might have big names or franchises. If you didn't know how much them, it
1: cost to make, would yeah. you have still considered a bomb? You just sort of like, oh, it was okay, but I probably wouldn't yeah, go it. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of it.
2: a slow pre- part of the year. Most movies yeah. recently have been kind of opening in that range.
1: Yep. You know, Dr. Sleep is expected to open less than that. Yeah. And I would say that's probably arguably a better movie.
2: But, you know, it's we'll find out soon. We'll find out. It's just a trend <laughs> this year. You know, a lot of these movies that are supposed to be the kind of like the comeback redo mm-hmm. reboot thing. Yeah. Like you you mentioned several. You mentioned Men in Black, uh, Rambo. Rambo. You know, these types of movies are supposed to be these big comebacks, but people just aren't interested anymore. You know?
0: Yeah. No, you're, abs- you're absolutely right about that. Like it, I it's never... showing. That. I think studios after this year are going to be realizing that, too. I think I there don't, will be yeah. some changes. I think that it goes back to why a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about Sony selling the He-Man franchise to Netflix because they're realizing let's cut our yeah. losses because it's clearly <laughs> not working. I think they'll find out, too, with Charlie's Angels. As much as I actually have been enjoying the trailers more than I thought I would – I'm starting to get that sense that that's about to happen. Yeah, with
2: I don't know what parallel universe these people who think or who thought Terminator was going to be this big blockbuster event. You know, to justify the why budget. what what about it is making you think that other than the fact that Terminator used to be a really popular
0: movie, the yeah. like name, forty years it, ago. name brand man. It just goes back to all the conversations they just we I just talk about here. I just yeah. feel like yeah. so
2: many people don't realize that. You know, just because you're a name brand doesn't mean you have a yeah. built-in marketing. As much success. as it's like the
0: bigger seller these days, at the same time, you have to realize the history behind... I think yeah.
1: it's a cost thing. It's, it costs less to develop known intellectual property IP there, yeah. than it does to create new IP. So that's yeah, why... It's less risky and, I mean, that less, ties yeah. into the Scorsese thing whole, we'll get to. Yeah, that's a whole industry issue that the industry has to deal with and... That, you know, what we're seeing now is a little bit of a backlash. And I think it's coming out more because of the streaming is mining more and more of the low hanging IP fruit. And now you're getting like these deep, deeper dives. Like how much further back can we go? And and you get too far back and it just doesn't resonate with modern audiences. I think people are
2: just losing perspective of like, you know, some of these things when you go back to the time that they were the thing. Yeah a lot of times they weren't that big of a thing you at know? the time yeah. at the time they were just kind of that movie was the number one movie that weekend and people or, quote it sometimes still or
1: people just enjoy it as a you know th- yeah through time like i kind of feel like this is what's going to happen with ghostbusters like they're gonna yeah. do this reboot they're gonna have this new movie ghostbusters are really fun to dress oh up my as gosh, i forgot about that mm-hmm. yeah that's and and the, movie, the first movie was really good. The second movie was a little like... <laughs> it's ugh. a little shaky. Depending yeah.
0: On and, then,
1: and then there was nothing good after that. Even no. the All Ladies reboot just felt... Ooh. That's just what I'm wondering. You yeah. know, people think that,
2: you know, every franchise back, way back in the 80s when this was the thing, they think <laughs> it's way almost... back in time. It almost seems like <laughs> they think that that was like the Marvel of that time. Yeah. It's like, no, nothing has ever been like what Marvel is like right now. Yeah. No. it's There wasn't like terminator you know lunchboxes lining the stores in 1984 you no. know like yeah it was Maybe big in the 90s it was big when the. but it wasn't out. this cultural behemoth that is no matter what they do is going to make a billion dollars right because like, that's a th- that's a marvel's only thing well uh, and I star think, wars again I,
1: I think i marvel and star wars because that's something that disney has created i think disney always had the merchandising behemoth but never the the theatrical clout that it has now, so now it has both theatrical yeah. clout and merchandising. Yeah,
0: it, it was struggling in
3: for a while. Well, those are just the yeah. like
2: two, like I mean, Star Wars are arguably like more so just because it's been around longer, but like those are the two, like you know, the pinnacles of yeah.
0: built-in loyalty fandom that type people stuff. are trying to reach for with the Ghostbusters, yeah. and, and, and so and it makes cons sense with for those. like Ghostbusters and all that type of thing. But it's it's as compared to everything. As compared to like Star Wars and the Marvels, I feel like because things are so
2: brand driven now, people are trying to use that lens or mentality on things in the past. Right. Like when Ghostbusters came out, people liked it because it was a good movie. They didn't like it because they were Ghostbusters fans. Right. You know, those weren't even a thing. Yeah. It's like, yeah, people liked the movie. Once the
0: TV show came out,
1: that changed the game. I think that also, as because we go brand driven, the people like seek out the you know seek out the brand but back then it used to be like actor driven yeah and sometimes people would just like the movie because an actor was in it Mm -hmm. well
2: and like star wars came out you know that there weren't you couldn't just that was the thing to see so instead of like streaming a bunch of different shows that you're kind of into you would just go see star wars again yeah you know yeah but
1: because we forget that you know, if you look at theatrical runs of older films in the 80s and 90s, they would have 16 weeks, 20 week mm-hmm. runs because they would just be playing on Gone the theater. Gone with the wind was
2: for, in the theaters for like four years.
1: Yeah, forever. <laughs> and they would just hold week after week. Mm-hmm. Maybe would have a matinee show and everybody would just kind of be like... It was just the thing to do. Yeah. And st- stuff would come and go. But now it's so like you know, flash in the pan, like you mm-hmm. got your two weeks and then it's gone and you got this one, two weeks and then it's gone that the whole kind of going to the movie behavior has changed and movies yeah. just aren't in the theaters long enough to build up these like audience. And it's
2: just, yeah, it's amazing to me how obvious all of this seems to us. Yeah. But then, you know, like clockwork, whenever these reboot reimagining things come out, they kind of underperform or at least, you know, don't do anything special. People are like trying to figure out why. Yeah. Okay, right. like, it's like it. Like, why? Why did you think this wasn't gonna happen? It's it's really interesting.
1: Well, a wholly original film. Also, you guys saw last week
0: mm-hmm. from A24. which I think cleanses
1: <laughs> the palette a little bit and gets you back into that cinema experience that everybody.
0: It definitely did. Needs yeah. The
1: lighthouse
2: while. is what we're talking about.
1: Robert Pattinson.
2: Robert Pattinson. Willem Dafoe. Yep. Yep.
1: Black and white, gritty square
2: aspect ratio, mm-hmm. shot on fi- 35 millimeter. That film grain, you could feel beautiful. it. Beautiful. I just wanted to reach out and feel it like
0: sandpaper. I wanted to reach out and feel Willem Dafoe's face. Oh my god, <laughs> so many <laughs> pores. People are like, and I'm checked out. What's I've that? read <laughs> like several reviews where
2: like they make a specific point about just the, their faces, you know. Yeah. And it's true. Like no, there's something about these guys' faces, and with the lighting and the the angles that they use in this movie, it's like. These guys are movie stars.
0: When, I guess we're starting <laughs> off right now. Like, there was a moment in the in the movie that I wasn't even like listening to what they were saying. I was just watching them act and like yes. show their facial ex- expressions it's... and like how they were moving. I was like, oh my god, this is amazing. Well, it's so the movie. I guess we should kind of summarize yeah. or describe it. Yeah, let's so do it's that. a really
3: it's
2: a really artsy psychological type horror movie from A twenty four. Some would call it true own, cinema. Like, it's like its own <laughs> subgenre at this point, but it's from the director of The Witch, Robert. Robert or Roger? Robert Eggers. Robert Eggers. Yes. And uh, it's a simple story about two dudes, Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe, who take up a job repairing a lighthouse for a month, and things get a little wacky.
1: Oh, they're (laughs) repairing it?
2: Robert Pattinson is hired on to, yeah, kind of keep it up, clean out the cisterns, scrub the... Scrub the deck. Scrub the floors. You know, all the sea talk stuff. Yeah. And Willem Dafoe, you kind of get the um, idea that he has always done that I mean he has a monologue where he talks about that's all he's done but yeah it's implied that he hires on Robert Pattinson Um, but what can I say what can we say about the movie itself like it's a trip it's yeah it's definitely (laughs) a trip It's, it's just a really good mood piece you know based it if nobody had knew anything about it and somehow didn't know who Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe was, and they like walked in on somebody watching it in a the room, they would think that they were just like watching TCM movies from like the forties or something. Yeah. Cause it just has that total aesthetic, that, that sound almost too. I noticed it too. Um, but for whatever reason, it's just so refreshing. It's like, this is how so many movies were for so long is like, they looked like this. Um, but like Kyle said, if you just step back and you don't even know what's going on, and a lot of people I feel like are gonna like, like what the heck did I just? <laughs> There's see? a lot of
0: sailor sea talk <laughs> that will get people confused, and I, there was moments for me too where I was like, wait a minute, what is it, what would he be trying yeah, to say? I had to. It, well, because Robert Eggers, thinking,
2: same but... with the witch, he loves research and like historical historical accuracy. So like their vernacular, their jargon, their sea talk, is yeah pretty accurate to how people would talk Mm -hmm. and at times you're like i have no idea what they're saying they're speaking english but
0: it's (laughs) not i don't know what
2: you just said (laughs) um but that's okay because you just love the look and feel of the movie the way they're acting the way they're standing it's i don't know it's you just Um,
0: like it (laughs) you you wouldn't think this about a movie about two dudes in a lighthouse but there's a lot of mystery to this story like it, it it's really subtle details into like what types of people these two men are because they start out as um like strangers to each other yeah they they don't exchange
2: names till like halfway through the movie yeah
0: halfway through the movie they're finally like exchanging names they don't talk much during the day together but at night like when they're getting drunk together that's where they open up a lot more to each other yeah but not just in those moments like where they're opening up where you learn a lot from them but just in their own uh subtle movements into like facial expressions and the movie Mm -hmm. is really good at even though it's in black and white it does a really good job at like showing actors performing in that nature and it's just mm-hmm. so it's so great to see actors being able to act to the, to this length of degree um there's there's a real great mystery story behind all this and it's really subtle and it makes you think and i i just love having a movie that was able to do that for me
1: yeah it's just i don't know yeah
0: there's not much you can say about it it's it's very much like a,
1: a palate cleanser
2: i mean from it's definitely that definitely a palate cleanser like, it scratches okay. and it scratches a specific itch yeah nice. And
0: just like i knew it would
1: i think it looks gross but
0: it's disgusting <laughs> not a, it won't be everyone's cup of tea for sure yeah. but if there's any interest at all i implore people to check it out well, and to try and show it well people need to show probably this movie better more. than terminator yeah it was think- <laughs> by oh i saw this after <laughs> terminator do you have any idea how nice it was to watch like, this oh,
2: thank you good movies.
0: I literally, the entire movie was like, oh, this is nice. Even though there's like poop on screen. The people are yeah. farting and poop. There's a lot of farts in this movie. But so it's, many farts. It's tasteful farts. Farts are just always great. Not like the blockbuster farts that you see. There's this great shot where like
2: they're lying down, or like Willem Dafoe is about to go to bed in the morning because he takes yeah. the night shift. And the camera's just like right on his belly on his bed and Robert Pattinson's getting ready to go and do all of his duties for the day. And Willem Dafoe's like weirdly inflated and then there's just this long drawn out fart and you just see him like, oh, much better. It's (laughs) just,
0: it's hilarious. Not enough movies have farts. No. It's a natural thing. Or many of them don't do it tastefully like The Lighthouse does. Very very tasteful
1: tasteful. flatulence. Well, I think that this Rolls us into the next topic, which oh, I feel parts. that Lighthouse <laughs> is the film that Martin Scorsese would consider cinema experience, yeah, in the true sense.
2: And Terminator Dark is Fate is not the roller coaster <laughs> the ride at the theme park. I think that's. I mean, that's probably pretty simplified, but was, I think you'd be.
1: I agree. Yeah. So, some background: Martin Scorsese is out trying to promote <laughs> The Irishman, his film with Netflix. He has been quoted a couple times now saying that <laughs> yeah. Marvel films and and franchise movies and modern basically modern studio releases are not true cinema that they are about event experiences Teen and not, yeah and not about emotional journeys for the audience
2: he has double triple quadruple quintuple yeah. down on this and that props to him and I think
1: I like, like that <laughs> we really agree with him on that point however I think he, where he doesn't understand is that a very much mentions this just briefly in his New York Times essay is that he says that it's theaters fault because they just keep giving people the theme, theme park ride and that it's not a supply yeah. and demand issue but i
2: guess we should clarify because yeah. we've talked about this issue before because it's been going on for several several weeks now yep excuse me but the reason we're talking <laughs> about it again is because scorsese finally we're assuming was like oh my god these people still aren't getting it so he yeah. sat his butt down and he wrote up an essay probably on his typewriter and then the new york times <laughs> published it, it was the typewriter and so yeah. it's scorsese undoing Unchained, right? is what it is. It's, it's black and white. Unfiltered he, thoughts.
1: He put out his arguments. And, and it's a good argument. It I think, is. I, for the most
2: part. It was, it, I and I, mean, I knew this was his point from the very beginning. Point, you know, right? a lot of people didn't, you know, they just kind of reacted emotionally right when he said that because they're like, oh, I like Marvel movies. He's trashing my favorite movie. movies. <laughs> it's like, no, no, no. It's not what he's doing. Yeah. But he could have been a little clearer.
1: And I, I. I I was kind of thinking as I read the essay and I got to the, to the paragraph where he talks about um, theaters, just dishing this up to the public and it, and it's kind of their fault. Um, it's that I wonder if he, uh, in his mind, when he thinks of theaters, he's not thinking of the mom, pa little town no, theaters. No he's, he has to be thinking of the multiplexes. Cause he mm-hmm. says multiplexes and he goes in and then there's less and less independent theaters. And I'm like, well, that's not really true. There are, a ton of independent theaters. Mm-hmm. That twenty percent of all theatrical exhibition is independently owned. Um, so, and that's a wide variety from single screen mom pause all the way up to multiplex chains. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are some smaller circuits that have huge multiplexes and that are thriving right now. It's so. I think that when he thinks of mo- current movie going, he is thinking of the top three: AMC, Regal, and Cinemark. Yeah. And yes, they are in line with the studios (laughs) they they have just this very closely tied relationship with them and they do just feed studio content really quickly however if you were to put it in the context of like the smaller independents there are a lot of areas around in the country where this kind of cinema just doesn't work like and it's not for lack of trying because Trust me, there are a lot of theaters out there that really want different content that mm-hmm. they are getting upset over Disney wanting four weeks for Star Wars on screen and are like, well, what else can I play? And so then they're trying to pick films yeah. like The Lighthouse and stuff. But that just doesn't work for And that shouldn't some areas. come as a
2: surprise. You know, I worked in a video store for like four years. You get to learn yeah. the average person's taste or what they're looking for. You know... I don't know. I don't think anybody should be surprised that, you know, maybe even as much as like 7 or 8 out of 10 people they're not the type of per- people that you're going to go like, dude, you should really check out The Lighthouse. I think you're going to like it. You know, I feel like right. it's not would controversial to say to The Lighthouse that you know, <laughs> these types of movies are oftentimes a lot more like there's for a even specific s- type of people. Even you know?
1: Scorsese's movies himself, you yeah. would not take as Scorsese's grandma to, movies. There
2: are or some kids. of them. There are some of them that are pretty pretty artsy like silence for example but a lot of his movies they're really well done but they're not what people think of as these like abstract impenetrable artsy movies they're pretty conventional you know they just they're really well made and they have things to say you know goodfellas isn't artsy in the same way that like the
0: lighthouse or like tree of life is nor was it like a mega blockbuster but it still did well enough business oh yeah it it did a bunch so
1: i think that there's a few things that aren't touched upon there's this disconnect between what we think of as the major theater chains and actual independent exhibition Mm -hmm. there's just there's a disconnect right there with that and a lot of the criticisms lobbed at theaters should be lobbed at major chains not the little guys Mm -hmm. and however all those criticisms they need to also take into account that they don't always work for little guys either but i think also is that there's just this fundamental shift in movie going behavior and we've talked about it several times that (laughs) more than several that creatives in the creative community that exhibitors that studio chiefs just everybody knows it's happened Mm -hmm. they don't quite know how to... Yeah, they don't know why. They don't know how
2: it specifically
1: has changed. They don't know
2: how to go forward. But yeah, everybody knows. It's been going on for a while now. And
1: I feel like Scorsese and his... Um, essay when he talked about no one's taking risks. So I'm like, well, moviegoers don't want to take risks, that the cost of going to the movies has gone up for a myriad of reasons. Yeah. And not all. In a lot of theaters. ways, it's
2: not about the movies. Yeah. It's and not about the actual movie. It's about.
1: It's about the behavior. It's about yeah. not wanting to spend $50 on a lighthouse movie that you might go walk away being like, that was a waste of my money, my hard earned money. <laughs> it's about the experience of making it last longer than two hours may, or three or whatever it is. You know, we've gotten to this streaming war where their series have taken over dominance and people prefer a series that expands over time. And I just, I just think that, you know, movie going is becoming more of an event like situation rather than something everybody just did on weekends. Mm-hmm. And so because of its event like quality now, you want to make sure you have invested in something that's easy to digest, something that you could take say kids and grandma to. Yeah. Cuz sometimes it, it will be a whole family event.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It just goes back to what we were saying that it's not that um theaters aren't an eventful experience. It's just that they themselves have to step up now that there's more competition. Like they yeah. used to always be considered events and always felt like events despite it them being like a every weekend type of thing, but and we see that and we've been seeing this with some of the clients that you have, Cody, that yeah. theaters are making an effort to try and change the game for how they show their movies. So that way they can feel like events again, despite having so much but streaming done, competition and whatnot.
1: You know, I've done art series and I've done upscale films in certain areas and we've had to do them as like fall time art series and stuff. Yeah. And people just don't come. It doesn't sell out an auditorium They're And it's hard to take showtimes away from product that sells out an auditorium Mm -hmm. for stuff just because you're trying to give the audience something different. It's a a hard decision to make and Mm -hmm. you have to have a certain amount of community support and and a certain amount of support coming in from somewhere else because the theaters, it's butts and seats, and some and that product just doesn't put butts and seats as much as a Marvel film. And if a Marvel yeah. film can pay, you know, the energy bill for the entire, yeah. you know, that month, then you're gonna play that film.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's not like think a of the little question guys, of
0: taste.
3: Think yeah. of the little guys.
0: Well, I think not just Scorsese, but everyone in general is not thinking about the little guys. I think they're only thinking about one side of the whole industry when they're not thinking about. Well, the and also, I mean, a events. lot of the film industry
2: kind of lives in a bubble, you know? <laughs> oh, for sure. I,
0: but it, it's just frustrating, too, because
3: yeah, sure it's just Scorsese's creating a narrative that that's,
0: doesn't matter. It's creating the Marvel, or Scorsese doesn't like Marvel movies narrative, which that is an important, it's, the important narrative here is the theater part.
1: I feel like Scorsese part was talking about Marvel movies like McDonald's hamburgers. They're mass produced, you can get the same quality it goes through all that. doesn't mean, though, that you won't occasionally get a good burger out of it. Yeah,
2: sure. Marvel wow. yeah. are
1: good. I mean, that people don't prefer you know, they it. Have,
2: yes, I've said this many, many, many yeah. times. Other than a few that are not that good. Mo- and there like, are some. Like yep. 90% of Marvel movies are completely fine, even great sometimes. Every
1: once in a while, you'll get yeah. one with pickles on I it know and ex- be like, oh, <laughs> what is this?
0: I like pickles. I got pickles and I like pickles. Give it to me, put that's, it our <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's our Winter Soldier.
2: That's
1: our Winter Soldier.
2: You know, you know what you're gonna get, and that's not bad. It's just, you know, like I've been saying, it's just a convergence of. There's way more options for people to use to do in their free time. So, whereas going to the movie theater might be one of three things you could do, now it's like one of yeah. ten things. You know? Right. Naturally, and just ma- mathematically, less people are gonna go right off.
1: The Made the point that in his article, a lot of the films he said he grew up with, he had these lo- long-term life experiences with, where came out at a time where it was either the film or TV or you went to Broadway. Like there w- yeah. the- was three options, and in a lot of places there was the only option was the theater because mm-hmm. TV was not good back then. But now you get these huge narrative world-building things in video games. You get mm-hmm. s- so many streaming series that build up over time and episodes and built you know have world building on them themselves and so you just have options now yeah that you just didn't have back then and
2: i think a lot of this stuff is coming through i mean because a big thing that's like purely emotional but you can't really write off yeah. is you know these older they're getting nostalgic they're getting they really are. nostalgic you know Lee and Cat or a, uh, Quentin Tarantino's last movie obviously was a huge nostalgic love letter to his favorite time the much Healy. of so much of the yeah. the praise around the Irishman is you know this is very much Martin Scorsese's kind of nostalgic looking back contemplating time type of oh. movie and yeah. you know he's thinking about back when he was making cinema when that was kind of the main visual <laughs> art form he's like yeah. yeah we cinema touched touched me and I've touched other people's lives it was this beautiful magical thing and now the only thing that's different is cinemas not the only medium to get those types of experiences from. Yeah,
1: but it's hard to understand that.
2: And naturally, it's just kind of, it's, it's not going away, but it's just, it's just joining everything else. It's, yeah. di- it's di- not the di- focus. Di- it's,
0: dispersed? It's, dispersed? Yeah. Dispersed. Yeah,
2: dispersed. It's, it's being assimilated into yeah. streaming video games, you know, web show, all of these other things. So maybe at first it doesn't seem as special because, you know, yeah. it's not the thing. What really is special is the fact that people love storytelling. There's just yeah. more ways to experience that now. And
1: I think maybe we're just entering an era where people want a little bit better storytelling. Yes, and that's of course. Not... People always want good
3: storytelling. Yeah. I mean, oh, no. And we're seeing
1: that with the reboots and stuff. That they're failing now <laughs> and sequelitis is set in because people just want new storytelling. Now, Which
0: Scorsese is so to a degree, right about that. Yeah, like he, he mentions right. that, like at the start of his essay. I don't have any. And again, it's a very well done essay. Right. Like the just the part we disagree on is the yeah, point it's, on the yeah. is an
1: exhibition yeah. and it is a supply and demand issue, even though he thinks it's a chicken and the egg issue. And I'll always I mean, it argue is, that. but again,
2: with independent theaters, they don't have the power or the influence I mean, no.
1: to, or then they can't afford to. They're just gonna be
2: like, yeah, to, to take risks. I don't, I don't even really know what I'm doing. I'm just playing movies that are gonna make that people apparently want to see.
1: Like when you have to hold Frozen for three weeks, I always tell my little guys, I'm like, I know it sucks. You're not going to do any business the third week because literally everybody in town has seen it. Yep. But everybody in town has seen it. They've been to your theater. That doesn't happen every weekend. It might not even happen once a month. So when these movies come along, what you make in the first and second week far outweighs anything else. You know, Mm -hmm. what happens in the third because you got, finally got, the bulk of people to come and yeah. these
0: people that you're talking to it they're the ones that own like one screen or two well, yeah screens. one
1: screen two screens even like threes and fours but they might be the only theater within a 40 mile radius yeah, yeah. these are remote flyover country towns so these are like what i think of growing up like we we had a town with just one movie theater growing up when i was really little it only had three screens Mm -hmm. then it then expanded to like a five or six. Ooh, yeah (laughs) did it it not go up to eight i think maybe it was
0: five or six you'd know better than i would yeah six screens was like the one that i went to
2: i mean there were two theaters in my town but the one we went to a lot had six screens it was a small little thing
1: and i just remember i always liked theater number one it was the big one i like to sit in the back row and put the seat chair up and then sit on top of the seat while it was up so i could sit up oh higher. yeah oh yeah i mean those are like the experiences that i have that i cherish that i can't wait to take my kids to the movie for an experience i didn't grow up with a 15 or 30 megaplex and so the the whole that's just so different foreign to me but i get that there's you know yeah that's what there's, there's issues That's there.
2: what is talking about and that's what most people think when they think of the yeah. theater industry.
1: Yep, They don't think of like that little threeplex with a con- tiny concession stand and
2: every time this old conversation seats. or things related to this come up I always I'm trying to think of like where it goes or where it leads to. Yeah. Like what the solution is but
1: you know what's going to happen? Start over. Burn it all down. No, people <laughs> you know it's kind of interesting. I read this article about millennials and everybody hates on millennials for killing certain industries, but millennials and younger people actually want more authentic experiences. And I think that's why you're seeing that play out to a certain extent in the, in the theaters that that they're already pretty cynical jaded
2: generations. So when they see kind of a pretty corporate, you know, crappy movie, they're 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 going to see right through that.
1: Yeah. So, but they want, they don't want the big multiplexes anymore. They want to go to the little and have the experience that like what I grew up with, with the little threeplex. and they want to get back to that, that like community, that authentic experience that mm-hmm. it was more about going to the movie in this circumstance than it is like, I've got to go see that movie. And I think that's where the luxury seating and the dining and all that add to the experience and why we're seeing a shift to that. But I think what we're also seeing the movies is, themselves just gotta catch up. Yeah, is like a shift to smaller screens, and I kind of think that that's where the industry's going. Is that your smaller screen count will be supported much easier on your authentic experience than it will. Yeah. With fifteen or twenty screens, mm-hmm. interest that generic like get them in, get them out yeah. mentality. No, that makes sense.
2: I don't know. I love it, but yeah, there's. <laughs> Only time will tell.
1: Yeah. No, it's was just interesting, but we're always following that stuff going on in our industry, the commentary on it. Mm-hmm. It's,
2: I just love how all of it is really only about like the same two or three things. You know, it's the about the rise behavior. of streaming. Yeah. Always. Why are people back going to, to the it. movies anymore? And why are they only making sequels? Yeah. You
0: know, those three things. And even still I feel like we've been on top of it before um uh before these discussions have been popping up oh, more yeah. frequently. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? We're there at We've the been beginning. ahead of the curve. Okay. That's talking why we're here about for. this. Forever, yeah. forever. <laughs>
1: I think our first podcasts were talking about this. Yeah, we pretty, were like,
0: but, well, well maybe that maybe that would be the only talking point yeah. from that week. And then it for keeps continuing just, week after week.
1: If Martin so. Scorsese just listened to Off the Break yeah,
0: we had a larger he audience. would have been
1: like, Oh, there are like diehard cinemaphiles <laughs> out there that wanna see good films but want to see everybody succeed.
2: I think it would be We'd awesome if you point. had like a twelve. <laughs> if you had twelve screen theater, it'd be awesome. If you know, yeah, you're gonna have to give people the blockbusters because that's a guaranteed moneymaker. It'd be cool if every theater had like a guaranteed minimum number of screens that are gonna play "quote unquote" the other stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. That's kind of how it is. If the movie like goes wide enough, you know, yeah, you'll get you. There's there's usually even at our theater here, and we don't get a lot of the other stuff right away. Right. There's usually at least one or two of those types of movies mm-hmm. playing at the theater. Yeah. And you, know, they you, right, you just down have to look road. at the show times and be like, oh, yeah, that is here.
1: I love how another thing is Scorsese talks about that this cinema doesn't play in movie theaters. Yeah. It's hard to play in movie theaters when you have a 500 print count. Yeah. I mean, it's 500 places out of the 5,000 theaters there are <laughs> are playing it. There's probably a small chance that nobody's really looking at it. Mm-hmm. So. There's a whole studio end on prints and per screen average profitability and stuff that comes this. It's a lot of business
2: number crunching yeah, logistics it's not as behind it, Scorsese. Yeah, it's not as I'm easy sure, just to
1: say like, oh, they're they're cheap and it's really easy vetted. to say this
2: movie people is a beautiful work. The art. Yeah, it's, it's, it's easy. It's easy that. to say this is this movie is a beautiful work of art and it deserves to be seen by as many people as possible. Yeah, of course, I believe you. And
1: then when you have to make Does
2: that mean it's gonna happen yeah, now? Why two thousand
1: drives there's, so are you gonna n- want to pay for that, Scorsese? No. Yeah, it's just like oh, okay.
2: getting upset about something you really want to be true isn't. Yeah. It's like, yeah, sorry. I love it just as much as you, but a lot of people don't. A lot yeah. of people just don't care.
1: Oh my gosh, there's so many people that don't care, that don't care or not informed anymore. That's what's really surprising. Even some of the theater owners I talk about, they're like, what's that movie? I'm like, this is your job. (laughs) Like, this is your livelihood and you, you know... And I get it's my job, and that's why I'm on top of it. But mm-hmm. you don't know what's coming out this next couple of weeks or what's available. Or... Which is
2: crazy. Yeah. It's kind of like a tangent, but, you know, it's the information age, and everybody has access to everything at all times. Everyone's always on their phone. But <laughs> everything, like, these algorithm. you can, you're on the internet, but you're only ever going to see, you oh, know, yeah. this, a certain few things, your own personal news feed, mm-hmm. you know. So, like, a lot of people say, like, how have you not heard of, how did you not know that... I get you know Avengers Endgame, Everybody knew about right. that, but I guarantee you, there are probably a lot of people out there who are like. So this is going to be like a big movie. This is supposed to be one of the more successful. Do you think yeah. that
1: people even know about Frozen Two because they see the Elsa and Anna dolls in the theater and the yeah, that's Target, probably the first they've and they're seen. Like, like, they're like oh, they're making another one. Could it be another one. It's like yes, of course.
2: It's crazy. Yeah, it's so many people just. I'm amazed at how. But if we ask, seems like people, most people don't know about a lot of this stuff. No, I bet oh, if they, we ask yeah, people definitely. on the
1: street what day something comes out on, they would be like, "I don't know." No. I, hey, I, what?
2: I, hey, what move Which Which of the new movies do you think or have you? What you know? Are you planning on seeing uh-huh. this weekend? Wait, what? What's coming out?
0: Yeah, what movies? <laughs> movies this weekend. <laughs> it, it reminds me of when uh, majority of the people watch the Oscars. They don't try to see like who's gonna be best. Director of foreign films are gonna be like, ooh, look at Scarlett Johansson's pretty dress. Yeah. Look at yeah. it's it's that it's that type of thing. Which that's fine too, but it's I'm not you know, it's
1: that. It's, it's just people lead busy lives. Yeah. There's a lot going on. It's not on. bad at all. It's Kid, just kids. family, the way finances. It, it just, mm-hmm. just more complicated today than ever before. Mm-hmm. I'm it sure is, every generation like, feels like that though. Yeah.
2: I mean it's kind of a, you know, I get it. I mean it's of a personal generation issue to me.
0: Feels like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> so. a, it's a
2: personal issue to me because I can see, you know, movies are like like the one of the biggest things in my you know, my life in many ways right. like revolves around them. I'm like, these are important. Yeah. How how can you say that you this isn't this doesn't like affect how you plan out your time? Right. It's like what? But a lot of people are just like
0: yeah, I don't know what Sorry, <laughs> yeah. What What do you want from me, man? <laughs> it's like okay,
1: okay. You know, we're definitely a different breed of people. Oh, like, spent, we're not your average.
2: Oh, i spent pressure. a long time coming to terms with that because yeah. I used to be really yeah. bad about that. Like, it, I feel like most people kind of start out the same way. When you start kind of getting more into it, yeah. and then all of a sudden you know more about it than other people. So that's kind of like, no, you should you should listen to me. Yeah, everybody has their own opinions, but. Might have better. (laughs) Yeah, I've had those moments many times. Yeah, I've had those moments many times. And then eventually you're just like, you bite your tongue. It's like, yeah,
0: it's just kind of how it is.
1: And then now you're in this whole different world.
0: Yeah. And I feel so isolated and
2: scared. It's a a melancholy (laughs) feeling, but most people don't care about the things that are the most important to you.
1: (laughs) I feel like that's how people used to be. Or probably still are with sporting events, like when they have their team and like their sport that they know that. everything about. No, that's
0: definitely the case.
2: Yeah. I it love the idea is. of sports so much. I think it's fascinating, but I will never watch a sports game. Ever. Brutal.
1: A whole one sit <laughs> down yeah. to finish.
2: Like football, I think it's fascinating. It's like it's a game of wits between two guys that plays out with a bunch of disposable drones. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm never gonna watch I'm never gonna watch a football and game.
1: And the and the, the merits of that. each strategy fall and depend on the abilities of those drones in yeah. those seconds to perform their duties. As They, they throw both.
2: themselves at each other, give each other permanent brain damage, yeah. and it's all just, the, at the end of it's, you know, they keep going back, and then the the head guy's like, good job,
1: now we'll do it it's again. It's thrilling to see in real life. It is so much more fun in real life. I, I'm For sure. sure. I'm sure. Yeah.
2: yeah. Somebody's like, hey, we're going to a football or... game. I'll be like, oh, okay. There's hot dogs and beer. Oh, okay. I'll probably have a great time. Yeah but
1: oh, baseball's the same way too. I lo- I actually like yeah, any of those really sports like games are cool.
2: It's, it's fascinating to see the competition, but
0: I don't know how we got onto that. Well, it, it's, it's comparing that type of mindset of us compared to the rest of the world with movies. It's yeah. the same way with sports. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So that's what it was anyway. Uh, cool. But yeah, props to Scorsese though. I thought the article was very well said. Hopefully the Marvel fanboys, um, will call Back down backer down marvel fan i not going to read this essay No probably not, not.
1: <laughs> no, not well, They probably one, it was written in the New York Times I like that's <laughs> not getting to any of the fans out no. there No <laughs>
0: Like
1: let's go put it on the Marvel fan <laughs>
0: pages no, Got to
2: count down my calendar the days until the Eternals comes out but first I got to read my daily issue of the New yeah, York Times. I
1: forget that that's a real thing Yeah I think I'm just so over it like now said, been, I feel
2: like you've said you're over it. Well now yeah. this and is And then you get like sad. super hyped, and then you say you're over it, and then you get really yeah. hyped so many times on just the podcast. That's how they get you
1: Eric.
2: Oh I know. But I'm not excited <laughs> I know.
1: about eternals at all.
2: I already have not kind yet. of like not yet. Not I mean that's sure. how I am with Star Wars. I I already kind of have oh, like an addic- absolutely I already <laughs> have kind of like an was. addictive personality, but I see it with Star Wars, and it's like
0: I hate you, but just
1: give it to me but then I walked
0: into the office and saw Eric at his chest just oh yeah yeah I mean I can't help it (laughs) I can't I just had to laugh I thought it was funny
1: I have been having my son watch get into Star Wars and now it's become an even more fun thing we're gonna watch episode 2 Attack of the Clones tonight
2: no young boy can resist that bug no if you get it to them at the perfect time
1: it's it's got Star Wars more fun for me now that I can share it with him get him
2: that get him into Star Wars Legos Star Wars video games. It's gonna be amazing. It's gonna be the best thing in his life. It's gonna be with him for his entire.
1: Legos for Christmas. He wanted uh the Lego Yoda. Oh yeah, but it's like seventy dollars. I think (laughs) that's
2: like nothing. Is it Star Wars Legos get so expensive? Really? Which Yoda? Because there's several Yodas. It's like a little statue statue, made of gold.
1: Like this? Mm -hmm. No. (laughs) Like why? It's seventy
0: dollars.
2: That's what that was one of the first ever Lego Star Wars Lego sets. So maybe maybe they like did a remastered version. Man, they do that with Legos.
1: I don't know. We just saw it. I saw it. He saw it in a little catalog, and he's like, "I want that." I'm like, "One of my first Oh, buddy, you yeah. want it for like two <laughs> seconds to make it, and then you want to tear all the Lego pieces off and build new things. No, that's a lot of money. You build just it. For Lego you break pieces. it apart so
2: you can build it again over and over and <laughs> Pretty over. Pretty much, be giving him a hundred dollar bill, again, and though. he'll just he will with in Star it Wars. <laughs> he
1: hasn't. He's had some Star Wars Legos, and he hasn't. But
2: now he's into Star Wars. I'm hoping. Just be like, you he could just, probably just like actually, give the same thing to him. Be like, hey, this.
1: He, he just <gasps> makes his own ships. Like he just makes yes, his of own ships. And
2: now that he's into Star Wars, I guarantee he's going to start making his own Star Wars ships. Yeah, because it's it's what you
0: do. Oh,
1: he's already made blasters and lightsabers. Like yes,
0: that's what you do. <laughs> theme parks. It's, <laughs> real, it's
1: theme parks, but it, I feel like it's enriched our life. Like, yeah, it's something we get to share, and it's really fun, and it's healthy and happy, and there's good stories in it yes same with redemption heroes
0: you know same with marvel yes
2: i love just thinking about all of the people out there who are gonna like grow up and then have kids and share their love of marvel movies and bond with their kids by watching these marvel movies yeah and then the kids are gonna be like is this the one where they beat Thanos? It's like, no, that's in 15 more movies.
1: That's in 15 and more movies. Like, oh, boy.
2: It's
0: not the same as when it was like introducing <laughs> no. Star Wars and be like, no, it's just. Oh, no, that's more. in the next one. Oh. No, that's in 10 movies. That's what's yeah, that's happening with movies. me and
1: Galster <laughs> right now. We're like, nobody, he's not Darth Vader yet. But this cute little boy will be Darth Vader. And he's like, oh, in five no! Five
0: movies. I can just imagine him going, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs>
1: is he
3: bad
0: is he bad (laughs) yes he's
1: bad (sighs) so we had a couple trailers to wrap up this podcast now that we got all that out of our system
0: (laughs) and we'll never talk about it again god
1: i'm gonna skip around something super cute and happy that we can all agree on was the soul trailer yes
0: super cute super happy pixar
2: i'm super excited it's directed by pete doctor he did up he did inside out Two of the best Pixar movies yeah. out there. Mm, mm-hmm. This one looks like it's going to be another existential heartstring tugger. Mm-hmm. I don't. What's the main guy in its name? I don't think they forget. say it in the trailer. I forget his name. Uh, he is voiced by Jamie Foxx. Yeah, Jamie Foxx plays this guy who's, I think he's a middle school teacher, but on the side, he plays, I think, like jazz music. So yeah, he, I, you kind of get the impression like freelance, that freelance um, musician. He, yeah, he's kind of kind of a boring, sad dude who teaches, but his real passion is music, and maybe he just kind of lost track of this, it. This man's name is Joe Gardner. Joe Gardner, like that I've name. It. And then he falls into a manhole and falls he out of his body, <laughs> literally. I think, and then yeah. he's just like a soul, just a disembodied soul floating around. He meets another soul, and voiced by Tina Fey, and it's kind of like. What what does it mean to? What do you want to be remembered for? What do you, what want, do you your want your legacy to be? And it's like, whew.
1: can you make that happen? Don't
2: we all want to know? It's going it to be Pixar to tell us. <laughs> it's yeah. going gonna, it's, it's gonna to be deep. There's going to be tears. Eventually, Pixar will answer the meaning of life objectively. Oh yeah, they will <laughs> figure it out, they'll figure and they'll it tell out. it to us. And it'll probably be like. I don't know, what's a cute little thing that they could personify and move us to tears Uh, with? They already did a fork. You know,
0: Pixar, they've done everything. They did a lamp. They've done done everything. A towel. No, I think they already did a towel, too. Pixar will make up something new, and it'll answer life for all of us. I almost said a Buzz Lightyear, but that's (laughs) them.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's just just a teaser trailer, so so there's not a whole lot there. Um, As they tend to do, they just kind of show you what the character looks like and give you a little tease of what the hook is. They and do this...
0: teasers so well. Yeah, they do. Yeah, like the last They're couple the of movies, they've nailed like the teaser trailer. Because mm-hmm. normally in the past couple of years, it's like here's the teaser trailer, but it's five minutes long, and it's like <laughs> that's the whole movie, buddy. <laughs> but the
2: Titanic trailers
0: like seven or eight minutes long. Is it? Yeah, it's long. I did not know. <laughs> that is crazy to me. But yeah, um, I'm so I'm sold on Soul. Yeah, I just am nervous about character designs. Kind of, because they do remind me of Inside Out, but oh, it's I It's
1: like they took the Inside Out wireframes and they're like, let's just put a different face on it. Right, and but
0: like, I, I, I do, I do so. have trust in Pixar always. Yeah. I mean, I said this about the Onward trailer, like, it might seem weird, it might seem unorthodox, but it's Pixar, and they know how to tell a story, so... Yes, they do. I'll see how it goes when yeah. I see it, but I'm pretty... Sold. And it's Pete Doctor. I mean
2: Inside Out might be along with the Toy Story. It's like my favorite Pixar movie. Yeah, it's probably so, my top five too. This is kinda in that same ballpark of like really out there kind of existential.
0: What are we? And what 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 is the point of It might be their most existential by the way it's yeah. looking. I mean there was that scene where like the soul of Joe is like, Hello, who's out there? And it's like these uh steps but you don't know where they lead and it's mm-hmm. like this black abyss but it's gorgeous and I don't know, man. Maybe they'll what tell us what meaning is there in the void. Yeah. Maybe they'll tell us. Maybe this is the movie. Oh, they will and I'm gonna cry. Oh, there well, there will be tears.
1: The next trailer that we well, saw. Wait, what about did your make, thoughts? Make me cry. She I thought it was cute and happy cute and adorable. And happy. Yeah.
0: Perfect. Perfect.
2: <laughs> yeah, the next trailer also made me want to cry too, but no. for different reasons than. Cody. I
1: was like, oh, this is torture watching this. <laughs> so horrible. the movie is
2: Wendy. Um, from Fox Searchlight. Yep. It's from the director of Beasts of the Southern Wild, which was now, I think, seven years ago. So, he's taken some time in between his movies. But uh, it's kind of like a, a twist on the Peter Pan story. I think Peter's like a younger brother and Wendy is kind of the focus. Um, it's in the title. I thought, or Not brother. I'm getting yeah. this confused with... Um, Incredible, Hansel, but uh, oh, Wendy's the focus in this one. is yeah. is, is what I'm and, saying.
1: And and Peter is another little boy on the, and they, and the trailer shows these kids jumping on a train and going to an island where they're free and wild, like lost wild boys things are. Yeah,
2: I think um, it's beautiful. and Again, it's a teaser. It doesn't it's more of just like right. a tone establisher. Yeah, it's like a bunch of kids <laughs> yeah. living on living in the wild, oh, never I having w- to grow up.
1: I watched that trailer and I was like this is horrible this is like torture for me to watch this i worried about those kids i'm like where are their mommies i had so many thoughts running <laughs> through my head and i go out and i'm like eric will probably like this movie yeah
2: it was a gorgeous trailer it was shot beautifully heart the music was i loved it i loved the melody i loved the voiceover i thought uh, it was poetic
1: she missed her mommy because mommies need to be there
0: yeah but they can't always be there at least she told her mom that she's okay they're trying to help in you the learn the this lesson. where she's talking the seashell and goes i'm okay mom yeah. And then to I help you learn less lesson, I don't know.
1: She's got to be like six years old. She doesn't know if she's okay or not.
0: She seemed pretty confident. She's, she's got be friends. She It'll got be friends. fine. Yeah. I mean, they're pirates fine. take them in my, the teaser, but they'll be My <laughs>
1: child cries when he has to come in, even though his cheeks are like nearly frostbit. I'm like, they don't know when they're okay. That's why they need mommies.
0: She seems to be very independent.
2: <laughs> she talks to her mommy through the show
0: one of the most beautiful <laughs> moments I really don't the see what the problem is. I think they're safe.
1: <laughs> With the bad men,
2: I think it's one aware. Of I think it's The wild Where the things are yeah, type of metaphor, and I love metaphors because oh, metaphors are beautiful. like beautiful. It I so stresses me out, hate you guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's not it's literal. Horrible.
1: This is like, it no. is literally children being drug away on the beach and separated and probably no, trying it's to be not. kidnapped. I mean, maybe we, it don't, is, we don't know. It by grown nasty men.
2: Those men were grown,
1: and they were nasty. It was scary.
2: They did; those do
0: look. I think it looks good. I'm excited. It's
2: very artsy. Everything Uh, about it just ticked the right boxes. It's on my to to c list.
0: I am officially excited. I do wonder how well it'll play because I don't think I don't think it's going to be a wide release. (laughs) Nor do I think it'll be. No, that's a beautiful movie. I do wonder if it'll catch people's attention, even if it will be as limited as it will be. Yeah.
1: So they're like, not my kid. I'm not seeing that.
0: Oh, well, that's probably the case. I'm going to have a kid and
2: take him to that. <laughs> you're going to make gonna, a kid in three months.
1: <laughs> you have a
2: kid.
0: You will be bawling your eyes out like,
1: oh, it's so beautiful. Yeah. My kid stays with me.
0: Your kid's going to be bored. Uh, do we want to no. talk about the Invisible Man trailer? make oh, yeah. my kids like good movies. <laughs> no matter what.
1: Make them because yeah. that always works out. <laughs> uh making them do something they may not want to do.
2: <laughs> if I ever have kids, that's gonna be the hardest part of my entire life is having to accept that they're just not gonna like some of the things that I love.
1: Yeah. Oh well, they're gonna, gonna and that so they're sad. gonna personality wise be so different from you. They
2: could be super different, but as long as they still like like a certain handful of like movies or like albums, yeah. then I'll be like
1: you're a good person. Usually as a parent, what I've found is if I really love something my kid tries to is yeah. like it It doesn't mean that they have to, and I'd never force it on them. Like Star Wars, I was like, "Mommy really likes Star Wars. Do you want to watch it with me?" And then it's kind of snowballed from there. But I've tried to watch Avengers and stuff with him, and he's just not been interested. So
0: you gotta force more
1: love. You just just gotta give him opportunities to experience the things you like, and try to hopefully go
0: back again again
1: in the future, maybe. Yeah, go back.
2: And then when they get more independent. And when they move away, and when mommy's not around, they'll they watch might, Marvel movies. They 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 <sighs> might go back and discover these yeah. old things that you tried to show them, and then they'll be like, "Mom, I was so wrong.
0: I'm I so don't. sorry. As a
2: kid, I didn't back. I didn't like it. I want to
0: come home and I want to be with you and watch these movies with you." And they'll <sighs> say that in the in the seashell, yes. It's
2: and then, metaphors. And then it'll be years <laughs> in the future, and then you guys will decide to watch Wendy, and it'll, it'll move ever, you to tears, and it'll I'm become your favorite movie, movie ever.
1: No, I never liked Peter Pan, so I can't can't like it this is wendy not peter pan well it's completely wendy, <laughs> wendy should know better
0: it's completely well, kids different.
2: don't know better you just said that
1: i know i know but little girls should little boys don't know better
0: that's probably true
1: that's so that's so sexist i shouldn't say that. so gender conforming oh.
0: that was disgusting To to be honest,
1: my (laughs) oldest son though would be like, no, guys, this isn't right. (laughs) It would not leave. He'd be the one
0: like that standing next to train, being like, come back.
1: (laughs) I'd be like, um, you're gonna be in trouble.
2: (laughs)
0: What's the kid in Good Boy? Was that Lucas, Lewis, Did you know their names? Yeah. Yeah, Max is the main kid, isn't he? In wait, I don't remember In Wendy,
1: no, in. In Good Boys, I'm talking
0: about the black kid,
1: the black oh. kid, oh. where he liked being part of. He's the, like the mama's the boy, super
2: responsible, sensitive, always yeah, do the right thing. That's my baby. Oh, that's her I, kid. I, I don't, I,
1: that was my favorite character in that movie. Yeah,
2: he's pretty good. He's probably my favorite too. Yeah. <laughs> Were, did you say something about
0: the Invisible Man trailer? Yes. Yeah. I said, do we want to talk about it? And then you guys talked about Wendy again. No, we <laughs>
1: should mention that it's not the Dark Universe. Yeah,
0: it's not Johnny the Johnny Depp, Depp one. It's no. that's gone. Don't worry. It's that's Was this not, already in development when that was? There, was no, there a point in time where there were going like to be two this, Invisible Man movies? No, it, it changed after they canceled it all. I'm
1: pretty sure that this is the Invisible Man movie. It doesn't seem
0: that long that afterwards. Changed. Well, The Mummy came out two years ago. Oh, yeah. It's sad I remember that. I, I that's keep true. Up with that stuff. I don't yeah. care about that. But, but anyway, it's not connected. It's bl-
2: under Bloom house knowledge. now, Universal. And, um, and Elizabeth Moss. Elizabeth right? Moss is the main person. The Invisible Man is invisible, so I don't it's know who domestic plays him. Violence, it's a guy violence, abuse. Yeah, it looks like a stalker thriller movie, but the yeah.
0: stalker is The Invisible Man. Yeah. Yeah. Which that at least is a nice twist. He fakes um,
1: his death. He finds technology to go invisible just so he can torture and abuse Elizabeth Moss.
0: No, that part worries Which me. Kind of messed up. They show in the trailer like he might have made a machine to turn him invisible. That part is weird to me.
2: Yeah, it seems a little. Uh,
0: I liked everything up until scientist-y. they show. Yeah, I <laughs> hope that there's like something else on top of that. My guess is probably not. Don't
2: even explain it. Just say one day he became invisible. That's all you need. Just say he died and he just came back invisible. One day he just disappeared. I
0: don't know where he went.
2: And he comes back and he's invisible. Yeah, We but don't then know at why because he's going to like, like, aha,
0: it. I made myself in. Like, don't do that. If there's a part where they're that's like, what worries me they're like he's only invisible
2: because he, he uses these like invisible cartridges and they only last <laughs> for like a few hours. So then at the end of the movie, they're going to be like, we have to intercept him right at the moment where he's trying to swap yeah. out invisible cartridges and then we'll be able to see him and then we'll defeat him. If there's well, stuff like that,
3: that
1: would well, be stupid. What's yeah, gonna that's happen. what I'm worried Is that about. No one's going to believe her. Because there's that whole thing about her going in- insane as oh, part yeah. of like this will to get money from the abusive ex boyfriend.
0: But that part's cool.
1: That part's kind of cool. But then everybody that doesn't believe her uh, in the trailer well, gets get beat up and killed.
2: Yeah, yeah they're so. gonna get killed one by one. She's gonna go even more crazy,
1: and it's gonna look make it look like she did it.
0: But that's what I like that they were showing the trailer. They were showing her, like thinking that her abusive dead husband is coming back. Invisible to Hunter, but maybe like at the end of the movie, it turns out like there was no one like that, or maybe it was just her yeah. and she went nuts. Even if it's, but then towards the end, the trailer wins, like, but he made an evil machine. I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh, yeah,
2: <laughs> I'm right with you there. Like, that's... And just because something is yeah. predictable doesn't mean it's gonna be bad. There's only so many stories and ways right. to tell them. So, it just by all, but for all you know, for all I know, it could be a really, really what? good Blue Mouse thriller
1: happens if she kills him and he's still invisible then no one would believe her that Be he like, was there. come over here and just feel. And then she would. this body.
0: Then, I think that's still a cool concept though. Yeah I mean I'm, then, I'm. Yeah. yeah. But if there's
2: a part where he's you know there's a scene where he sits in this chair. Pulls a lever and touches some buttons and then you hear like a. Droom. And now you're
0: invisible. <laughs> yeah. She's like. <laughs> like shoots her with a I'm ray gonna run. have to go invisible too yeah and then they're Uh, in the invisible dimension we just wrote a movie we just wrote a marvel movie (laughs) Yeah, we (laughs) We just wrote the invisible man which i'm hoping that's not the case but yeah but anyway it's blumhouse though like they're pretty good when it comes to making these horror thriller types of movies i think this will still play well
3: yeah yeah
1: probably i'm not gonna see it i don't do horror
0: probably won't see it either
1: don't like the domestic Abuse aspect of it.
2: Fine, I'll take one that's
0: for the little, team and go see it.
1: That's a little pallet like, yucky for me.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Not I'm trying to everyone. think of things I don't like seeing in movies. As long as it's tasteful and it's a well-done story, yeah, I mean, I'm fine. Yeah, that's what I'm
2: saying. Because like, a lot of people, yeah, there are some things where it's just like, yeah, that, like killing a kid in the first 15 I minutes. Cody no. doesn't like, like it. Like it's off-limits. I mean, I'm not uh, going to say that. of, like, not, abuse yeah, and
0: whatnot, that's off-limits for people. But, which is all fair, but... Yeah, I don't think there's anything
2: that immediately is gonna I'm gonna write off being like eh no. Yeah. Because of that, I'm out.
0: (laughs) Because of that, I'm out. Shark Tank. I don't know. I guess that's pretty much everything. Yeah, Yeah, should we talk about what's coming up? Yeah, what are we? got Doctor Sleep. And
1: Um, last Christmas.
0: um, Last Christmas. There's Paramount's Playing with Fire. And and playing playing
2: with fire. Fire. Yep. I knew there were four of them.
0: So I don't know what's gonna happen this weekend.
1: Doctor Sleep uh, Sleep will
2: probably take take number one.
1: Yeah, they're they're thinking that it'll be probably number one. Okay, close second would probably be Last Christmas. Yeah, midway and Playing with Fire. Midway has a smaller print count, so I don't think it'll generate as much. And Playing with Fire went wider, but it's just so. I think
2: it looks really, really
1: bad. Yeah,
2: and in the way that's like obvious to people, like parents are gonna see the trailer and be like.
1: Oh, I don't no. want to watch this. <laughs> I
2: really hope Naughty my kid doesn't want me to go to this with them. Yeah, maybe the kids will laugh. Is there like a joke? Isn't there like a pee joke or something? There's, of course, there's a poop there is. joke. Oh yeah, kids will laugh at that in the trailer. But I don't. My think son kids already are laughed care. at that. You're yeah. like, oh, he have no taste. They
0: laugh so hard when the guys no were like gagging,
1: and they're like, huh. Yeah,
2: see that's
0: funny. They laugh so hard. Wonder where they got that from. <laughs> the first time you see that, it's
3: always
2: going to be funny. No, yeah.
0: Farts are always funny. I guarantee you that's the funniest part of the movie. They probably, probably will be. Uh, do you think theaters can still play Terminator quite a bit despite it well, not they have performing to. well?
1: <laughs> they, they yeah, it will
2: drop down yeah. probably like 3, maybe 4.
0: Yeah. Probably 3. 3rd or 4th spot, you mean? Yeah. Of like the My box prediction box. was oh, Doctor Sleep five or six. last Christmas Drop down that much. Terminator. Mm-hmm. Huh. Midway playing with. Cuz I think I mean, Joker could... People jo- still want to see Joker. Oh, I forgot about so Joker. Joker, still, yeah. Joker's yeah. holding Joker's well, still in, strong. Maybe people still might want to see that. No. I'm not quite sure.
1: I think what's going to happen is you've got too many rated R's in the market. You've got Doctor Sleep is R, Terminator's R, and Joker's still strong at an R. And Joker's becoming an event. Like, people yeah. need to see it, so that's why it's holding on.
2: By the but, way,
0: Terminator being R is a joke. That's... It's not... <laughs> there's, like, F-bombs and, that's like, why barely any blood, but...
2: Yeah, the first one's brutal
0: movie. Yeah. It, oh my God. And calling this art is just laughable. It's, <laughs> anyway, keep going. I'm sorry.
1: So I think that, um, yeah, Terminator's not going to hold up given the, the audience entries that it's being pulled yeah. from. Mm-hmm. And
2: I think now that people have seen it, I think it's having a pretty negative word of mouth.
1: Yeah, that never helps.
2: I mean, like critical reviews, it's you know pretty average, you know, whatever, nothing great, nothing bad. But once people start talking about it, I... I do think that John Connor thing's going to not sit
0: well with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I think people might be tricked by, like, overall ratings. Like, on Rotten Tomatoes right now, it's at, like, 70%. And I think people are going to be like, oh, my gosh, that means everyone does love it. And that it is that is great." That's Terminator second since Terminator When, it, when 2. if you look deeper, they're really just being like, eh, it's fine. But, you know, right. I think people might get... Oh, that always happens um, with Rotten Tomatoes. Well, yeah, it always happens. But I think that's especially here, Gough that's scores. the case. Yeah, yeah a, a review could be like, "This movie is overly
2: long, it's boring. The story doesn't really make sense." But you can't deny that it's fun to see Linda Hamilton back. And then Rotten Tomatoes will be like, "That's a fresh review." Yeah, and yeah. you're just like, "What? Fifty-one out of
0: <laughs> fifty-one out of a hundred? It's a good resource. It's a good resource to have, but it's also such an annoying resource to have.
1: It is annoying. Yeah,
0: but All people right. use it, and that's whatever.
1: Cool. Well, Kyle, take us out. All right.
0: <laughs> no, i am kidding. Um... So everyone, yes, thank you again for uh, listening to Off the Break Podcast. What are you doing (laughs) there? I I was seeing if that was like a present that was wrapped up.
1: It was the door. It was the Halloween door (laughs) decorations.
0: (laughs) I was a present.
1: Poke at everything. Well,
0: if people have gone this far into listening to us, thank you very much. Um, An inquisitive person. The podcast is always available on all. podcast networks except for spotify i believe yeah, we're, getting, we're gonna get on spotify we're trying Don't to get worry. on spotify soon so that's about to happen um but we're also up on our own website at com, where if you're a theater owner or manager you can use it as a resource tool for all of your um upcoming movie knowledge and uh, marketing information that you might require yep, cool.
1: Cool. check us out
0: have a good weekend take it easy